Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Otaku Beef. My name is Zid Raw. I'm having a pretty good day. And I guess we could have made this a nice, smooth, easy transition, but I already kind of have a topic of what I want to talk about, which makes me that much happier because one of the cool things I like about podcasting is that you can take three routes. You can either A, interview people, which for the most part, most podcasts will touch in on some point. You could B, talk about current media, be it news, sports, books, uh, movie reviews, TV shows, etc. Or you can deep dive on very specific topics. And a lot of the comedy podcasts will do that, just things that interest the host. Sometimes people will just talk about pop culture and stuff. That's what I feel like Otaku Beef is because we're basically just talking about a different subsection of otaku culture, which is video games, which is anime, which is Marvel movies, nerd stuff, geek stuff, NASA every now and then, and hip-hop. Because I'm fly like that. Now, today, I'm going to talk about manga. Manga is my love. That's my natural state. As I've stated on a previous episode, if I have my choice and they're of equal quality... I would tend to read the manga because the style and pace of the story and the detail of the art, I feel like that's where I'm just floating. So that's what I love. That's what I hope to uh, really spend lots and lots of time doing all the time is just reading manga in my free time. That's what I do between things, so that's what I want to talk about now. So, I really want to talk about my top five favorite manga, and we'll just use this as an intro. I'm going to give you five manga that I just think are the best. The best of the best for whatever reason. We're going to just dig in and... They're probably not going to vary that much in genre, I'm going to tell you right now, because I'm not saying the top five best manga. If you do a top five best list, that list is way harder because you have to consider the thoughts and opinions of others. Best is almost like a term of consensus in terms of quality and in terms of impact And in terms of appeal, there's a lot of factors. But favorite, that's just the top shit that I like. The the manga that... I wonder if y'all are going to get sick of me saying manga instead of manga. Because I grew up saying manga. So I may switch back, but it's fun to kind of jump back and forth. Anyway, I'm just going to talk about the top five favorite uh, manga that impacted my life that I love 
that I can pick up and read again and again, uh, the ones that I might come back to, the ones that I just, I just enjoy, and I think that they accomplish what Mangaka struggle to accomplish on a large, long-form scale. So, yeah, you guys be sure, and uh, if you're listening live on Anchor, call in and tell me your top five favorite manga, your top five favorite uh, anime too. We'll play them on here. We just want to know because, you know, we're all connected. So I'll give you my list, you give me yours. And uh, yeah, let's jump right in. Alright, so the first manga on my top five manga list is Berserk. Berserk is one of the greatest unfinished fantasy stories of our generation. I put Berserk up there with Tolkien in terms of emotional impact and in terms of breadth of scale. Uh, It's obviously darker than a Tolkien story because of how cruel the world is on the heroes. And I get it, Frodo and Sam, they had to walk a long way and it was hard and Sam had to carry Frodo and they got kidnapped. But this doesn't compare to the cruelty that occurs in Berserk. It's not even close. Um, Berserk is probably the one of the greatest artistic endeavors when it comes to manga. The sheer amount of detail on the character models and on the world. If you look at some of the splash pages when it comes to Berserk, you would see bits of detail on... There's like an army of horses, of men on horse... You're going to see every single saddle, every strap on every saddle. You're going to see the lines and the crosses and the cracks on every helmet. You're going to see the the blades of grass on the field if he decides to put them on a grassy field instead of one of sand and even and then even and then even then even then you may see the individual granules. Now, in addition to just the fact that the artwork is awesome, and that's one of those things that I feel like is important. It's not important that the artwork be beautiful. It just so happens that the artwork in Berserk is beautiful, but it has to be impactful. It has to leave an impression on you, and it can't be, it can't be distracting. It can't be like distracting in terms of like low quality. It can't be distracting in terms of, oh, this is not a very well put together piece of artwork. It has to have positive impact. So, so Berserk is one of those manga where the artwork is a 100% positive, a, a beautiful thing. And in some of the other you know, greatest manga of all time. The, the, the artwork isn't as important, but in Berserk, they make it important. So, it's one of my, one of my favorite series is, I feel like it's one of the best series ever, and I legitimately feel that um, Berserk is an important series. I think that that 
really gets overlooked for a lot of reasons. I think that I think that if we consider things that are going to add a positive impact on the culture, on the anime culture, on the manga culture, what we want is we want things that are going to push the envelope, things that are going to make the viewer feel as if anime and manga can be more than what's kind of presented presented to them in the plainest sense of the word. There is a, a sentiment that anime has to be really cartoony and it has to be over the top. It has to have a, like a moe blob and a, a girl saying desu and like all this stuff. And that's fine. But it can also be a very serious, deep, in-depth story. And I feel as if Berserk is one of my favorite examples of a story that takes itself seriously within the fantasy genre, which for someone like myself, I really appreciate. So other things about Berserk, I mean, we got some iconic characters. We have Guts, we have Griffith, they're back and forth. They are one of the world's greatest protagonist antagonist pairings. So seeing them together in that way it really it really makes me feel good because we we know there's long lasting depth of rivalry so shout out to berserk for being number five on my top five favorite manga welcome back to otaku beef number two on my top five favorite manga list is going to be another senin manga for those of you who don't know shonen is for younger teens Sinan is aimed at older teens to early 20s and this is another one where I think that just the astounding artwork really helped it and the unique method of storytelling certainly propelled it even further than was anticipated so my, my second one is Gantz Gantz is one of my personal favorite manga. When I read Gantz, holy shit. I haven't been surprised on a more consistent basis in a manga when it comes to storytelling than in Gantz. And what's so amazing about it is that it surprises me in many different ways. It surprises me with its humor. It surprises me the, the, the turn of events from the get-go. The whole story is a mystery. It starts in the mystery stage of uh, storytelling. And it introduces all the characters, shows you something crazy, and then the mystery hits you right away, very, very fast. Gantz is such a just wonderfully told tale. It portrays teen angst better than any other series that I have on my list. Uh, and when I say teen angst, I'm particularly talking about male teen angst. From the, the anxiety of, the, the, of being a loser, of not fitting in, of everyone making fun of you, including the teachers, calling you daytime lantern of the anxiety of being trying to be a good person in a bad world uh, where Kaiba or Kaido was uh, 
going to a school with a lot of delinquents and the delinquents are trying to test him constantly and he tries to stay out of it and he tries to hang with the nerds but they keep calling him out so he has to keep whooping ass just to, just to keep afloat trying to do right by his baby brother from the anxiety of wanting to be the strongest man alive but knowing that sometimes strength is in protecting a, a, a child is in being a parent and that's how you can be strong to the anxiety actually it is male and female because I'm about to say the anxiety and the angst of um, being a famous actress and then everybody is in love with you and everybody wants you for your body nobody cares about your personality and then you finally 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 meet somebody who is strong who's caring and who's, who's kind and you feel like he doesn't treat you like a thing or an object he treats you like a real person like a real human being and the angst of not being able to be with him it just tugs at you and I haven't even talked about the aliens the the, the crazy battles the the weird uh, extraterrestrial um, technology there are some storytelling turns in Gaunt's that are just, like I said, surprising. I never know where it's going to take me next. So we may have one story arc and we're like, man, I'm glad that's over. But it leads into the most random story arc that you could have never anticipated. It's one of those manga that I feel like other mangaka should study to learn about storytelling. It's just a perfect, perfect story. Uh, it actually has a conclusion, unlike Berserk, so that's probably why it's a little bit higher, because we get the satisfaction of seeing it play out to the end. Um, one of the best manga I've ever read, one of the best artwork in manga I've ever seen, and one of the most consistent. A lot of people like to uh, talk about it negatively because they say it's immature, but when you're a 16, 17-year-old kid, yeah, you're immature. The things that interest you uh, sex, violence, money, women, and trying to fit in has nothing to do with maturity. It's despite it being this science fiction fantasy, this story is about reality. Berserk, yo, gaunts. All right, number three on my list is going to be the only manga that's new. And it's a manga that's so impactful that it spills over into my new list right away. It's one of my new favorites. I think it's genius. It's One Punch Man. One Punch Man is the story of Saitama, an average guy who wanted to be a hero, and he disappears, comes back, and he's unbelievably strong. And he's so strong, and he keeps ending every fight with one punch. And the concept of it is absurd, but the humor is funny. The style is very different. This is our first bald manga hero in a long time. And the first time I read it, I was like, what's with this weird, super strong piccolo looking guy? And I just ignored it. And I'm so glad I did because when I came back and I was like, well, let me give it another try. There was like, 70 chapters or there was like a lot of chapters that I could kind of like 
read through. And the way that he shows speed and aggression in this manga is crazy. He'll spend five splash pages back to back to back just to show you slowed down freeze frames of somebody speeding around and around and it'll show each point where he stops. Just brilliant stuff. And when he zooms out the camera and he shows like like the, the spaceship, he won't just stop there. He'll zoom out further and show the fleet of ships. And he'll zoom out further and show the fleet surrounding by the mothership. And he'll zoom out further and he'll show galaxies. Like he keeps going. He takes stuff way further. I honestly, I don't know what's to dislike about it. It's one of those manga where I feel like the manga fully outstrips the anime simply because of the way the story is told in manga form is 10 times more powerful than it is in the anime. Simply because of the artwork and the skill at which uh, the mangaka and... uh, I I think he's working. I think they're they're a team. But in the way that they put the story together and actually tell the story. And that's another thing. The storytelling in One Punch Man is really good. It's really good. It knows the balance of humor, silliness, with seriousness, and with intensity. And I don't think this is considered a sinin, but it might be. But it's just, it just understands that even though something looks silly, it can still be dangerous. Even though concepts seem outlandish, they can still be grounded in normalcy. And that's the brilliance of this manga. It takes something so absurd, something which shouldn't work at all, and it just really makes it work again and again and again. And it also understands the fundamentals of upping the ante without overextending itself when it comes to how to design an arc. It just chooses to go specific at the beginning and focus on Saitama. Then the world slowly expands and you focus on lesser heroes. Then you focus on uh, bringing the best heroes in the world. So you have to show them off. So what do you do? You give them uh, a challenge worthy of their skill set with uh, with Alien. And it keeps going. And the, the arc that it's on now, it's almost like a three-tiered arc with three different things happening almost simultaneously in different locations that are blending together slowly. So if you haven't read One Punch Man, I can't recommend this one enough. I think this is the best current manga out right now in terms of like new manga. I'm not talking about manga that are still releasing but have been out for a long time, like One Piece. But as far as mangas that are still kind of in the the perfect golden, the golden hours, the, the ideal time. This is the manga that is setting the new standard for what is and isn't impressive, what is and isn't possible, what should and shouldn't be. And I feel like there's no other manga doing it better than One Punch Man. So definitely check it out. My number three pick for my top five favorite manga. Welcome back to Otaku Beef. My number four pick for my top five favorite manga is, 
I just realized I'm putting the names and the titles of the manga in the titles of each segment, so you already know. So it's Death Note. Death Note is a near-perfect manga. And we'll say a couple of spoilers for Death Note, but I won't do anything major. I won't spoil any plot points, but I'll say a couple of light things. I'll just say the first half of Death Note is superior to the second half, and the second half had trouble finding purchase to the extent of the first half of the manga, but it's still a marvelous experience. Death Note was super refreshing, super unique, super interesting for a lot of reasons. Partially because it was a battle manga without there being fights. It was a detective manga without there being too many gimmicks. It felt like the the detective work and the battles were a byproduct of the overall concept of the show. Where they took something fantastical and they made it, they legitimized it. They made it real. It was a super interesting manga and one that I I just don't see myself forgetting. The reason why I put these five as my favorites on my list because these are the ones that I read the most. I go back and read Berserk. I go back and uh, read One Punch Man, even though it's new, and um, and Gantz and Death Note. These are the ones that have real. They make they make really strong impressions on myself. And I truly feel as if by having something so legitimate in front of you that you can revisit again and again and again, it adds to the quality of the culture because these manga sets new bars for other people to reach. So what makes Death Note so good? One, if you listen to my very first podcast, I talked about Myers-Briggs when it came to anime. Um... Death Note is a very T versus F manga. It's T over F, I should say, where the resolutions are based on objective logic and reasoning, and the heroes are the ones who are the most rational, as opposed to the most emotionally sturdy, which, for someone who is a T type, is very refreshing. For to, to see the depth use of cat and mouse between an antagonist and a protagonist for a long period of time nobody really does that one of the things that happens in a lot of manga is that they give you a new arc for each you get a new villain for each arc which is especially true in shonen manga so Depending on where you are in the story, it may your your villain may be Orochimaru or maybe Pain, or it may be um, Toby or whatever. It may be uh, Sasuke. You have a different villain for every arc, and the one that sticks with you the longest is basically seen as the rival and not necessarily the villain or the bad guy. In Death Note, the antagonist is the protagonist but his antagonist is with us from like chapter three or chapter two i can't quite recall but it takes us in a direction of this story that makes it so real because what happens when 
people see these outlandish killings, they could have kept it fantastical and said, man, we don't know what's going to happen. Oh man, this is super random. But they didn't. They set this story in the real world and they said, look, in the real world, if a string of murders were happening like this or a string of random deaths, despite who they are, there would be some form of world-class detective, somebody who just has logician skills to the upteenth power, who's coming after these weird crimes. And it, par- it parses everything out in a rational way. So Death Note is one of the ones that is super impactful. You definitely should read it. Thank you for listening to my top five list of my five favorite manga. I'm going to give you their order real quick before we jump into my number one favorite manga, though you've already read The Station, so you already know. Number five was Berserk. Number three, Gaunt, or number four, Gaunt's. Number three, One Punch Man. Number two, Death Note. And my number one favorite manga of all time is Hunter Hunter. I've read Hunter Hunter who knows how many times. It's easily my favorite concept. It's a shonen jump story and it is easily my favorite manga of the bunch. I'm actually rereading the subset of chapters before we get to the dark, I guess the dark continent start of that arc right now. I'm reading them again and it's all new characters, all new locations and situations, but they still really feel hunter hunter. Everything is the, the, the indulgence now of brilliant individuals the indulgences of geniuses, the the whims of the wild cards. It's so amazing. Like, I can't recommend Hunter Hunter enough. And yes, it's pronounced Hunter Hunter, not Hunter X Hunter. I think that's a, a Japanese thing where it can either mean versus, so like Hunter versus Hunter, or the story about a young boy who's trying to find his father who's a hunter. So he is a hunter hunter, like he's hunting the hunter. You know what I mean? Number of ways to take it. I'm not sure which is the right meaning, but that's how it's pronounced. Hunter hunter. Hunter hunter is a story of a world where the greatest, most revered profession is a hunter. It's also the most difficult. It's physically demanding. Everybody has to have some sort of extreme skill set so the process to beginning to be to become a hunter is that you have to take a test with a large group of people everybody they loop up anybody who can find the testing area who can make it there gets to take the test and the test is grueling it's physically demanding so it's like the top 1% of the world comes to take the test. Some spend years retaking, retaking, retaking the test because they keep failing. Because they know that a hunter's life is easy. You get prestige, you can get different jobs, you can get money. It's so fascinating that the first arc takes us through this test. And not to give you too much away, but the first test is, all right, follow me. And then they have to run a marathon. They're running for like three hours right off the bat. 
That's the first test before we even get to anything crazy. Just to weed off anybody who thought that this was for ordinary men, because it's not. Hunter Hunter really knows how to ground the surreal as well. I don't want to give too much away, but it has this really cool way of creating compelling characters that we're rooting for, whom we shouldn't be rooting for. We're rooting for bad people, we're rooting for killers, we're rooting for assassins, we're rooting for these guys because maybe they're doing our guy a solid or maybe they just happen to be terrible in the past and they're just doing right now. Like all of this stuff portrays and puts into what makes this so, show so amazing and so, so charming in a lot of senses because it's about almost being special and then learning what it really means to put in the energy to be special and the effort to be special. So it's for, it's definitely written by a thinking type person. Just by thinking time, I mean objective logic and objective reasoning as opposed to a feeling type person. Tagashi um, is what is, is, is he's a, he's an international treasure. His story is amazing, it's compelling. It, it, it's one, when I first read it the first time, I was blown away, I was captivated, I was sucked into my chair. I've read it all the way through numerous times. I've read my favorite arcs numerous times. Um, it's, it's the top. It's the top for me. It hits everything that I need in order to be satisfied from a manga. So that's, that's basically my, my, my best recommendation. I definitely think everybody should check it out. Definitely check out Hunter Hunter, um, and then go back and listen to the others on my list. Uh, I'm, I'm Zid Raw. This is Otaku Beef. Yeah.